Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host of Orchid Bloom's podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Orchid I Brown. Thank you all for being patient with me as I took a wellness break to take care of my health, finances, and executing my plans for my career choice. It has been challenging, but I am where I need to be right now, emotionally, mentally, and physically, which is why we're going into today's podcast episode talking about the term reset. Reset is a word that defines what I have been focusing on during this summer. Well, starting in spring, really, but mostly I took it seriously and fought for this during this summer. So I hope you understand why I have been MIA is due to this word that I have been meditating on and thinking about every single day. Now, every year I pick a word for my my life direction and what I want to focus on. Uh, This year, the word came late. Usually I have it the beginning. Once January hits, I already know what term I'm going to be using for the rest of the year and focus on that. But this year it started during the summertime, during spring and summer, and the term is reset. Some of you may not connect with this word, but it's my word, not yours. There are other terms that could be associated with the term reset, such as rehabilitation, restoration, realignment, remodel, reorganization, reconstruction, transform, transformation, uh, regeneration, reestablish, or just plain rework. One of the reasons why reset was so important to me is because I have been neglecting myself. I didn't notice, but I have been neglecting myself. Until this spring that just passed, I found myself questioning, why do I feel stuck? I feel stuck in all areas of my life and I somehow have lost my direction. Keep in mind what I was focused on this year, last year, the year before was important. It's just I was so solely focused on that one or two thing that I've just neglected all other areas of my life. And I have produced podcast episode after podcast episode. And each and every podcast episode that I that I do, I, I still kind of walk away feeling accomplished doing these podcast episodes, but I, I felt unfulfilled. But it's not the podcast episodes or, or the podcast itself that was the problem. It was that I was neglecting myself. I was dissatisfied with the way I was treating myself and not giving myself a schedule to just relax, to just be me, to not be so focused to my detriment. And that is exactly what was happening and I just did not notice. I thought once I solve these priority items on my list, I will be able to pour into me, finally, myself. But really, it should be the other way around. You should be pouring into yourself first and then working on all the things to make your life comfortable. It turns out these items on my list were going to take a bit more time. And I was already feeling a burnout. I wanted to complete everything all at once so I could finally have time for me, that freedom of just not having to worry about 
anything that I need to work on. But everyone knows that in this world, once you relieve yourself of something that you've been working on for so long and you finally accomplish that, something else will pop up and then your list will continue to grow and you're wondering when will you have time for you just for you creating that schedule for you going and and doing whatever you love to do and not having it feel as though it's a chore my list of priorities will always be there even though i knew this fact i still kept trying i still kept trucking along riding that bicycle until i just completely could not ride that bicycle anymore it led to me procrastinating it led me to just not completing things and holding it off and pushing it back all the time because i needed rest i needed to restart or at least reorganize and start deciding what was more important on that list of priorities and there was a reason why i had this list of priorities but i can't do it all i can't do it all so i need to learn how to let go of things that I cannot accomplish right now. Yes, it's on the list, but does it really need to be there right now? So I needed to start from scratch, just restart everything, threw out everything that I was doing before, um, whatever schedule I had, and just restart and make sure that I am the main focus. So I needed to see it, feel it, and embody it. Similar to wholeness, but we will talk about that later on in a podcast episode. I asked myself, what was my true purpose in my life? You know how people like to say, oh, what's your purpose in life? Almost like it's a, a wondering thought. You know, it's so vague. Everyone has a specific purpose in life. Your purpose could be to someone else. Your purpose could be to yourself, to your business, to your mother, your father. You can list how many people. You, you even have a purpose to the earth. But most people see purpose as what you can do for others. And I understand that we all need to learn to serve, to serve others, to, to contribute to humanity in a positive way. But no one ever truly talks about your purpose to yourself. What is your purpose, your true purpose for you? Not everyone else, not to the earth, not to your parents, not to your brothers and sisters, your siblings, your cousins, going down the line of your long list of families. No, your purpose for you. And yes, I understand that we all succumb to social pressures. You know, you have to get married by a certain time. You have to have kids by a certain time. You have to have a certain career at a certain time. And so we feel that doing all of these things are our purpose. That if we accomplish all of these things, we are purposeful, we are fruitful, we are the epitome of a successful human being and we can do so much and we can do all. But no one ever really truly looks at these people's lives and realize that they accomplish all of these things. They have the perfect job, they're making a certain amount of money, they get married, they have kids, they have a house, they have a car, they go on vacations every year, not realizing that some of them are miserable miserable it turns out that after they've dedicated all of this they have their kids they look at their family they see how perfect everything else is because they have fallen to peer pressure by society to have all of these things to seem wholesome to to be whole to seem whole and they are not they're not happy because they did not do it for themselves they did it because 
it's what society wants you to do it's what other people want you to do that's why they come up to you and they ask you oh you're getting married oh my god when are you gonna have babies and this and that oh when are you gonna buy a house oh my god what's what kind of car are you planning on buying and they ask you all these wonderful questions but is that your purpose you have dedicated and wasted all of your life just trying to live up to other people's expectations of what your life is supposed to look like are you truly living for yourself is that your purpose is that your purpose for you so these are certain things that i i just wanted to to contemplate just kind of take this summer to really ask myself super hard questions and i mean super hard question why are you doing this why is this important why do you want this is it just for self-gratification? And you know what? My response to all of my answers was yes. Yes, I want that. Because it's associated to freedom. But when I do talk to people, they're not free, even though they have exactly what I want. There's no envy behind these words. I am not jealous. I want it for myself. But I want it all on my terms. Now, while assessing all of this, my motivation, um, the things that I'm disciplined with, I had to I had to look at the past few months and I had to be honest with myself. Yes, I was talking out loud because I wanted to hear myself say it. I was feeling neglected. I was feeling frustrated. I was stressed and overwhelmed and tired. And most of all, I was anxious, which is why I kept wanting to jump up and get this done and get that done and get this done. And I never had the opportunity to just relax and to just enjoy the fruits of my labor. I felt like I needed to be there for everyone. I mean, everyone else, anyone that came into my life, I I needed to be there for them. I needed to have the right answers to the to the right questions at all times, even though some people just want to talk. They just want to talk. They just want to just blurt <laughs> verbal vomit and i i just felt like i needed to respond but really i didn't need to but it was that it was that pressure that i was feeling the pressure that i placed on myself no one placed it on me i felt that way i felt that i was unsuccessful i felt that i wasn't doing enough for me i felt that I needed to find a way to get the energy to make everything work. And even though this is something that I have, you know, processed through the year before and I've put in place certain plans to to be less of that to myself, somehow that bad habit crept back in and I didn't notice. And why? Because I was neglecting myself. I have admitted through previous podcast episodes that I am an overachiever. And I mean, it's great and all, but I really don't know how to turn myself off. So when things don't go according to plan, especially since I'm a planner and I'm an overthinker, I tend to feel defeated. The pressure of feeling as if I need to be more successful to be free. And really, my ultimate goal is to be free. I just did not realize that the tasks and the priorities that I put on my list and I attached to myself was actually enslaving me to society. And I was not happy. I have started to experience lack from not accomplishing and reaching my goals. When you make your life so goal-oriented, you tend to make it your world. 
But the only person and anything that needs to be your world is you. I know it sounds selfish, and trust me, I've met some selfish people in my lifetime, but they seem much happier when they put themselves first. (laughs) Not saying that you should do that above your family that you have already started, your wife or husband, but just carving out some time in the day for you wouldn't kill you. Everybody else will will have needs and yes you have made it your sole responsibility to to give people what they need but at what cost i found myself this summer craving more balance um, in my life and yes i thought i had it but that was a different season i need to nourish myself i needed to feel more purposeful and driven Um, and more content but what made me think that what I was doing for myself wasn't purposeful wasn't content and nourishing myself why did I feel the need to swerve off of the path of self-love and self-care and go back into this anxiety-driven pursuit of my goals and telling myself that doing this was happiness i have no clue how i fell off that wagon and got on to a path that i had already left i'm telling you man bad habits really know how to creep up on you and that's what i felt happened a bad habit that i had broken i'd practiced not doing it or behaving that way or putting myself in that situation and it was going great for maybe like three to six months and then all of a sudden i just swerved right back on my old path and didn't notice as i was taking a look at my life i realized or i reminded myself that i was a firm believer of personal growth self-love self-care building the right mindset character and being intentional with all things in my life while also trying to make it simpler sounds like a lot but i it really isn't if you have the right foundation it is easy it would not be work but now i have fallen off so how do i realign and also i need to figure out what caused me to shift right back into my bad habits that was something i really needed to focus on this summer now if you don't know the root cause that brought you back to that bad place you will always make that mistake going forward and this is something that i know deep down so i needed to figure it out i started my exploration by listing what would make me happy and what would bring me into a a place of peace so i focused on reflection reflection might be a term for someone else out there in the world for this year everyone has a word that they focus on i know that my the guy that i usually pick up um, my island food from his focus this season is focus and i thought that's a broad word to use and he says yes i'm focused but i digressed so i had to ask myself am i anywhere near feeling peaceful peaceful what is my current situation i had to be honest for this to work am i on the path the right path to truly 
feeling at peace. I noticed that I was busy. My checklist was long and kept growing. I was drowning and I couldn't catch a break. I created a list of what I do daily for for me and came up short. I did nothing for me, nothing that I liked. (laughs) I just kept thinking my life is really sad. I even asked myself, do I spend time with people who I really want to be around? The answer is no. Now I have no balance. That sucks. We are coming out of COVID and we feel rushed, pressed to catch up and get things done. We need to be right on track. But even though we are that we were in isolation, we were stressed, pressed and in need of rest. <laughs> we constantly have that resting bitch face mode on all the time. We go to the grocery store, resting bitch face. We get into the car to go to work, resting bitch face. We come home and we're eating food, resting bitch face. That was the mode that we have been in since we got out of COVID. We were angry. Relationships ended. People died. Once the economy opened up, we hit the ground running. No one took the time to heal from that trauma. And yes, it it was trauma. COVID was traumatizing. I asked myself, did I do anything to heal from that? The answer is no. Again, no. Man, did I neglect myself in all areas. And I think the worst part about it is we got out of COVID, we hit the ground running, and we're still dealing with financial problems. You go on TikTok, you go on social media, people are talking about some of their experiences. You talk to friends and family, they're struggling financially. Everyone's trying to catch up. People just wish they could catch a break, but they can't. They can't even enjoy their vacation. They can't enjoy just a moment to sit and eat with their family. It's something is always coming up. There's always a problem. Something's always on your mind. And we're re-traumatizing ourselves all over again. After my reflection, I had to create a new priority list. And honestly, because I've done priority list almost every season and it changes as I check things off the list, I felt like, okay, do I really need to do another priority list? Like I already know where I'm going. But in order for me to take my mind off things, having priority list is quite helpful. The the only issue that I have with my priority list is the fact that I am not number one on that list. So if you are not a list person and you would like to be a bit more organized, you know, part of the reset term, you it would be wise to have a priority list and just write it down. But make sure yourself is at number one, something that I did not do, because everything else seems so much more important. If even if you could put yourself as number one on your priority list, how would you start? And that was the issue that I was having because I wrote myself as number one on my priority list and I stared at that list for hours. So I decided to start with the basics, something very simple that's cost effective because I could easily put on my list a priority for me traveling. But unfortunately, putting myself in debt is not something that I'm really comfortable with because it's already on my priority list to decrease my debt. So why would I put myself in a situation where I'm focusing on me and I require that kind of money? I know a lot of people are comfortable with putting their trips on their their credit card or blowing their savings on traveling. 
and that's great and all but then you go on your vacation you enjoy yourself for a week or two and then you come back to stress about your rent you stress about your car payments and then you also have to stress about the debt that you incurred while on that vacation and so is that really good for me so i had to go a route that did not cost me any money so some of the lists that you know i have spoken to my friends and family and these are the things that they have done so i needed to get some ideas because what other people like doing for themselves is not necessarily what i like doing for myself so here's a list of of certain things that might be helpful to you on this journey number one is make yourself a nice bath number two cook for yourself a nice delicious meal uh number three meditation oh god yes i need to get back into meditation number four have a venting session drinking session evening with your with your friends uh, number five go out to lounge or a club dress fabulous and dance till you can't walk and you know what i did do that i did do that it wasn't fun so i don't i don't know if i'd add that to my list not that the party wasn't fun but trying to walk to my car after dancing in those uncomfortable shoes was not the highlight of my evening it hurt and number six exercise i have a friend who loves the gym she works a lot um, but whenever she's not at work, she's at the gym and she's working out and she just loves it. If she's not going for a, a long bike ride, she's at the gym pumping weights and she just loves it. It's like the one thing she does for herself that she's so proud of. And so these are just examples of what you could do um, to when you when you make your priority list for yourself. Creating an entire list just for you that you have to accomplish on a weekly basis is gold so i created a priority list just for myself what makes me happy and as much as it was a boring list man i was content i was just smiling that resting bitch face was not present every single day i woke up and every night before i go to bed it was just wonderful to smile when people ask me how are you orchid i say i'm good usually i say i'm alive which is a blessing to just say i'm alive um but some people take that as oh life is not going very well because you didn't say good but really i'm just blessed that i'm alive but somehow my vocabulary changed and it was just i'm good i'm just good that's the thing about people like myself that create so many things to do in their day doing basic things for ourselves brings us so much joy more joy than spending money on shopping doing something adventurous doing doing nothing <laughs> but hike through a park surrounded by nature where nature can do it do it you know it does its work on you nature is healing and what we need to do is heal our insides. But a lot of people don't need that because they've been sitting around and sad and depressed and really just need to get out there and party and be around people. And that's great for you. But for me, just being in a healing place, a healing state, it just it's, it's the simplest thing in life for me. And it just makes me feel so free. 
of all the things on my list, my list of priorities that I need to get done to get to where I need to be in life. Who knew that I would feel more content and free doing things that didn't cost me any money? So after experiencing all of that and asking myself all these questions and truly providing honest answers, I decided to create an action plan. And with my action plan, decluttering was most important for me to just clear out my life. I had to make a plan to recoup my energy. I had to look at my friends and family, um, make sure the boundaries are reinforced. No drama, no bullshit. That's been my saying since COVID. There is a limit to the energy I will give out now. If you are too needy, emotional, I am not available because I need to support myself. Pour into me, be there for me. The people that are takers no longer have room in my life. I noticed that they did not pour into me as I did for them. People that require a lot of my energy are now at the bottom of my list. People who create their own problems more than solving them are at the bottom of my list. Sometimes you just have to realize that people just want attention. So they just keep creating issues in their lives and just not solving them because the attention from it is worth more to them than actually fixing their lives who has time for that i don't have time for that anymore it requires too much energy to be present for them i am empathetic so i need to protect my energy i give too much and most are not deserving so now once i started categorizing family and friends i started decluttering my home starting with the closet the furniture that must go what to replace those were the two major things in my action plan that i needed to focus on and that is what i did i started with family and friends decluttering that then i focused on inside my home what do i need to let go of what have i been holding on to and saying okay let me just leave it there and i'll think about it in the next few months and decide if i'm going to keep it or not and after six months of realizing i never thought about it i never used it 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 just it just had to go the third item i had on my list of my action plan was to be more present so that meant you know focusing on outdoor exercising relaxing with a drink after i finish work or just going to Baskin Robbins for some ice cream. And man, there's this ice cream at Baskin Robbins that I am addicted to. And it brings me pure joy, pure joy to eat this ice cream. So good, so delicious. I started meditation. Um, I started reconnecting spiritually every day. You know, be present. Get some sun. Breathe. Because sometimes we forget to breathe. So uh, a schedule was needed cultivating a positive and healthy mindset required me to make time for myself the fourth item on my action plan list was to go back to my priority list and remove items from that list that i could not get done now i mentioned it earlier in this podcast episode that i had to make some changes now if i could not complete some of these things within a week or a month then it should not be on that list so i removed it which made my list much shorter i was less overwhelmed less stressed and less anxious making that change helped me to prioritize self-care and be more positive it also helped with my mental physical and emotional health clearing my mind 
brought me more peace. Again, that was my ultimate goal, finding a way to be at peace. And I don't need to wait till I'm dead to feel that level of peace. (laughs) Now, when things happen that are out of my control, I went with the flow. Nothing bothered me. I just took it and release. Refused drama, nonsense. My life was more peaceful, as I said, the ultimate goal. Don't get me wrong, there was drama. It's not like it wasn't around me all the time. I just kept myself out of it. I still get annoyed by that person at work, but I release it before going to bed at night. Due to the choices I have made, I am more intentional about it, not allowing that energy to affect my bubble, the bubble that I need to keep clean and keep positive at all times because anything could disrupt that. It's a fragile bubble. You ever blow bubbles with your, your kids or you know someone young in your in your family and you see how quickly it pops yeah your bubble is the same way so i had to remember (laughs) not even remind myself but remember that my bubble is fragile and it needs to be maintained and i need to make sure that it stays perfectly round and perfect in positivity at all times so a part of my reset or a category of my reset was also remodeling my life. And some of these areas were mental, physical, emotional, motivational, and most importantly, my energy. So I've listed some of the things that I did to help assist in some of those areas. I also came to the conclusion that while I was not healed or not healing, I was stuck in my brokenness. My negative thoughts and talks, I I was demeaning myself. And I am not sure if I did it to others but if i have i have always tried to correct that due to some of these behaviors i realized that i was unhealed and so i had to reflect and admit that i was not whole we all know the saying hurt people hurt people so i had an issue with wholeness i was not feeling whole I was broken in some areas and I needed to figure out a way to repair that and heal properly. Now we are transitioning the topic from reset to wholeness because that was the area that I was struggling in is that I wasn't whole. If I'm on heal, it means that I'm on hold, that there's certain parts of me that is broken that I needed to work on. And so when I looked up the definition of wholeness, it meant the state of forming a complete and harmonized whole which means unity the state of being unbroken or undamaged and based on my behaviors over the past few months i was exhibiting brokenness i was experiencing or exhibiting damage so now i have acknowledged my brokenness and my damage and that it has now affected all areas of my life which made me angry So resetting was important to me. I needed to do this to become whole again. There are seven categories to wholeness. And I believe it might be five or six, but I decided to add um, some to that list. Actually, I believe it was six categories and then I added a seven. So for me, it's seven categories to wholeness. The first one is emotional, physical, spiritual, social, psychological, 
professional, and of course, the last one that I added, intellectual. I took a break from podcasting to work on these areas. Emotional was the hardest one for me. I have been in an emotional broken state for so long that I did not know how to get out of it. I was not okay. All six of the categories that I just shared are connected to well-being and wellness. How, you may ask, the four areas of well-being are spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, physical wellness, and social wellness. These seven dimensions of wellness are mental, physical, social, financial, spiritual, environmental, and vocational, which relates to occupation or employment. They are all connected and we can see how each area is important to the development of our wholeness. So I took a step back. I went through the seven categories of wholeness and I decided to work on some of them as I went along. So the first one I decided to work on was professional. I got a new position after reflecting on what is best for my life and career. So I checked the box for professional and vocational. I did not dislike my new position. I found myself feeling content in that position. And so due to that contentment that I was feeling, I felt that I was on the right path. So I made the right choice. With this new position, I can focus on improving finances and work on my investments, which I stopped doing during COVID. Now, I understand that working on your finances and looking into investments is going to take some time, but at least I took the first step, and so that made me happy. Because it was imperative that none of these areas were neglected, I started working on the next category, which was social. I planned a dinner with females that I respected, and we went out to dinner for a good conversation. Then we had a spa evening in another two weeks. It was great. I was going out and connecting with people, and so I filled the category of social. I moved on to the physical category. I started doing power walks one to two times a week, then stepping up my game by sporadically jogging and increasing my days from two to three days a week. Overall, my body feels great and my mind is clear and I just feel like I have a bit more energy. Then comes the spiritual aspect. The spiritual aspect took a bit of time to get back into. So I started to write in my gratitude journal where I document the things that has happened this year that has been truly a blessing to me. I wake up every day and list what I am grateful for. I also ask for open doors and opportunities while being grateful for what I have. An example is I am thankful for my job and hope for open doors, specifically in the form of a promotion. And yes, I am working on getting that promotion. Sometimes I feel that I ask for too much. So I had to fight those thoughts and feelings. Be brave and ask and you shall receive. It is so easy to slip back into the negative thoughts and feelings. And one way of doing that is telling myself, oh, you're asking for too much. That's a negative thing to tell yourself. Why can't you want more? <laughs> telling yourself you may not deserve it is a negative thought. But I will continue to say it until I believe it or at least until it happens. Manifestation, baby. Psychological is where I focused on my mental health. Mental health has similar components to wholeness, 
which I have been working on. Mental health isn't a quick fix. It needs constant watering. You will need to check in on yourself daily, listen to your own voice and feelings. Trust your intuition. That doesn't happen overnight. It is constant maintenance. (laughs) You have to live and breathe for yourself, not others. The five components for the five components of psychological are physical, emotional, mental, intellectual, financial, and social. Just as I said, it's quite similar to wholeness. But that component is what I'm working on every single day, connecting to my intuition, listening to my own voice, feeling my own feelings, and not letting anything or anyone tell me that my feelings are incorrect. It's sticking to my guns and just saying, hey, this is how I feel, and I'm going to go with it. Intellectual is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge or skills. Well, knowledge and skills, let's not say or. Both are important to success. A lot of people believe you need to be the smartest in the room, to be intelligent. That is not the case. Some people are book smart and others are street smart. And I've discussed this in a previous podcast episode. There are opportunities in this world for both types of people. I am a street smart person. I learn from doing. I can read a book and learn, but if I can't apply it to my life, then the information is useless to me. One of the reasons I like doing podcasting is that I can research, learn, and apply my experiences to the topic. I am learning. (laughs) And with that, I learn about myself. What works for me does not work for everyone. I have met people who go above and beyond to be the smartest person in the room. I have always felt bad for them because their insecurities are showing. They are very knowledgeable about the topic until you throw them a curveball that only experience can explain and then they become stuck. They become a shell of themselves. They become angry thinking, how dare you embarrass me? Some people handle it better than most, but they never forget. They are validated by being the smartest in the room. And while they are so focused on this, all the other areas of their lives is in lack. Intelligence isn't loud. Having someone know this fact about you doesn't validate a person when it comes to intelligence. They are emotionally, physically, and mentally secure. That is the definition of an intelligent person. So they are never loud, but the one that the ones that are the loudest shows that they aren't really intelligent. Being proficient at something requires practice and experience. You cannot just read a book and know it all. Life doesn't work like that. Having the best of both worlds, book smart and street smart, is a benefit and I strive for that. But in this situation, when it comes to working on the intelligence factor, like I said a little bit earlier, doing this podcast does do that for me. And so I had to get back into podcasting with this specific episode to start working on my the intelligent component again.
now emotional. I had mentioned before that this was very difficult for me. This is an area that I struggle in and it is the root cause for my own problems in my life. Either I lack emotions or I have an abundance of it. I can become volatile emotionally, especially when I have been overthinking. Learning to step back and stop fiddling with things are is hard for me to do. I am a proactive person, so I feel that if I put in the work, things will work out. But life sometimes does not work that way. Not everything is in my control, so it requires a lot of willpower to stop, take a breath, relax, and do nothing. It is like torture for me, which helped me to understand that I have a problem. The root of my problem needs to be identified for emotional intelligence to be fostered in my life. This is a work in progress that I will go over in an individual podcast episode because emotional intelligence require all the attention in the world. So stay tuned. So in conclusion, if you are feeling stuck, I would advise that you take into consideration these seven components of wholeness and truly work on each individual component or category to see how you can improve your life, especially if you feel stuck. We can run around, we can do everything we can, we can work on our priority list, we can do all of these things, but if we are not in balance in all areas areas of our lives, or all of these components specifically, then we will always be stuck. Every effort that we put out there will come back as null. (laughs) So if you are on a similar journey as I am to reset or transform your life, I wish you luck. And I hope that you know you are not alone, that you can do this, and your life will be better for you thank you for supporting the orchid blooms podcast please subscribe follow rate and leave a review on podbeam podcast we also have social media pages so subscribe and follow orchid blooms youtube channel the ambitious obsession network on facebook at the ambitious obs on twitter at the ambitious net on instagram don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends and i hope you have a splendid day